Today is a bonus episode, and we're going to do something a little different. Once a month, I try to bring on a guest, and I usually interview them, but today I brought on a guest, and she's actually going to interview me. She's a local blogger that wanted to do an interview, and I thought it'd be really fun to have her come on the show and interview me here so that you have a chance to get to know me a little better. So I hope you enjoy it. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work and time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. Welcome to today's bonus episode. I was recently asked to do an interview for a local blogger slash real estate agent, and I thought it would be really fun to have her come on the show and interview me here. So with that, I'd like to welcome Sharon Steele to the show. Sharon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I'm Sharon Steele. I'm originally from Staten Island, like so many of us here. I've been living here for just about 25 years. I'm a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker in Westfield. Uh, Before that, I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. And before that, I was a preschool teacher for 10 years. So being a real estate agent for 15 years is my longest career yet. But I'm very interested in all of the people that make this community so vibrant and so um, exciting to live here. And I came across your website and your your uh, podcast. I thought it was fantastic and thought we would reach out to connect. I'm happy to connect. I'm, I love making connections, especially locally. And I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So let's jump in. Terrific. So please, you know, introduce yourself. Tell me where you're originally from and what brought you to this beautiful town of Cranford. So I'm Carrie Pat. I was born and raised in Queens, New York, right next to Aqueduct Racetrack. I lived there until I went to college, which was out in Long Island. I went to Hofstra University, and that's where I met my husband, Russ. While I was in college, my parents moved to Staten Island, and I moved out there when I graduated, and Russ followed after he graduated a year and a half later. We lived in Staten Island for around 11 years, I think. Uh, All three of our kids were born there, and about eight years ago, we decided to start looking to move to New Jersey. We have a friend that lives in Cranford, and she invited us out while they were doing the scarecrow stroll in town, and we absolutely fell in love with it. I always describe Cranford as a hallmark town. I feel like you're telling my story as well. I'm also, you know, from Staten Island and realized that we sort of come from the same neighborhood, and one of the draws for me to come to Cranford was how familiar it felt to me. It still had, you know, the beautiful old houses and the trees and you know, the wonderful community feel. What was the draw for you? The sense of community was a huge draw for me. Other than the kids' school in Staten Island, we really didn't have a community. We lived in two different houses when we lived in Staten Island, and in both houses, we didn't know any of our neighbors. When I came to Cranford, I just could sense the community vibe. When we came to the house we live in now, one of the neighbors across the street came over and just started talking to us about the neighborhood, and how good the school was down the street, and all the great things Cranford has to offer families. And I just knew I wanted to call this town home. 
Plus, the train is walking distance, and that was a huge bonus for us because at that point, we were both commuting to the city. And I love the city, so it was like the best of both worlds. I love that. I feel the same way, you know, in Cranford. It's almost like staging when we we have a real estate listing because all of the neighbors want to tell potential people who are considering living here how wonderful it is. It's such a a wonderful, well-kept secret, but it's getting out there. Um, Tell me a little bit about your family. You mentioned that you had three kids. Yes. So like I mentioned, my husband, Russ, and I, we met in college. I hate to age myself, but we've been together for 22 years and married for 16. We have three kids. My oldest is Ashley. She's 15 and a sophomore in high school. Haley, she's 13 and in middle school. And then my baby, Michael, he's 10 and in fifth grade. So it's actually my last year of elementary school. I am not okay with it. Well, it sounds like you have a very busy household. Can you share a little bit about your personal journey and how you decided to get into the podcast world? So back in 2017, I was working full time in the city as property manager and I would work long hours. I was on call 24-7 and I felt like I was missing out on a lot with my kids. I started looking into how to make money from home and blogging came up. And when I became a mom, I started doing tons of research because I really wanted to be the best mom, to do all the things with my kids, create family traditions, and do it all on a low budget because we were living on a low budget at that point. I was reading tons of blogs. I would read every mother parenting and money-saving blog I would come across. One of my favorite blogs was The Money-Saving Mom, and I got to thinking that I could do a blog and share all my trial and errors with other working moms that were just a few steps behind me. I could help them navigate their work-life balance and share all the things I've learned. So I purchased the domain name of MomWave Career Life. I started the process of starting a blog, but then in early 2018, I had the opportunity to take a career pivot within my company that would allow me to work remote. So it came with a learning curve, so I put the blog on the back burner, but it never really like left my heart. During that time, I started a spiritual journey, and I really felt that I was meant to do more in this life than I was doing with my day job, as I call it. I started to question my purpose, and that's when the desire for the blog really started up again. I actually have a life coach at work, and she got me into listening to a podcast from this author of a book that I absolutely love. And his podcast got me listening to other podcasts. And then I started looking into podcasting and I figured talking was a lot easier than writing. And then it was almost like a breadcrumb trail brought me to my podcast coach. And the rest is kind of history. (laughs) Blogging still may happen, but for now I'm sticking to podcasting. It sounds like when you were working from home in 2018, you were basically living And experiencing all of these things that led you to, I need to help other people with this as well. And the most important one was balancing your family and work. It's a common challenge for almost everyone that we know. Can you, you know, tell me what strategies or tips that you have to focus on all of the kids and the family life and the work and wellness and all of those things together? So my number one tip that I tell all of my clients is to plan out your week block time over the weekend, preferably before you do your food shopping and map out your week. I actually have planning templates that I created that I personally use, but you could just use a notebook. You pull out your calendars, whether you do a paper or an electronic calendar. I actually use a Google calendar. And side note, 
as soon as I get a date for anything, an invitation, a sports schedule, those dates go straight into my calendar and it's shared with my husband. So I take out my calendar and I map out all of the activities that we have that week, breaking them out into daytime activities and night activities. And then I meal plan around those activities. So if we have a busy evening with sports or scouts or whatever we have going on, I'm planning for leftovers or an easy quick meal. On the nights where we don't have a lot going on, I may make something that takes a little longer or a bigger meal so that way we can use leftovers the next day. But planning is absolute key. I also have a great morning and nighttime routine. To start your day right, you really should be getting up at least an hour before your kids so that way you have that quiet time for some self-care, that hot cup of coffee, and to get yourself started on the right foot. I actually get up at 4.30 every day which when people hear that, they think I'm nuts, but I'm a mama with a dream and starting my own business. So I'm taking courses and I'm building up that whole back office. And I do all of that and my podcast work before my kids get up in the morning. Having a good morning routine sets you up for a successful day and it really does reduce stress. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you really have really good plans in place. Um, you know, but parenting often comes with its own set of challenges. And even if we plan as much as we can, things happen. You know, can you share a personal story of a challenging moment or situation that you had as a parent and how you managed it and got through it? I try not to share anything too personal about my kids on the podcast, but I will share a lesson I learned in my parenting journey that came from many challenging moments. It's easy for parents to build up this perfect vision in our heads of how events will go, like going on vacation and everything will go a certain way or taking family pictures and everyone behaving and smiling or having a birthday party and everything being Pinterest perfect, especially if you are a perfectionist like I used to be. I've learned that it's nice to have those visions for planning purposes, but if things don't go as planned, if your kid has a meltdown or the cake isn't the way you wanted it to be or whatever it is, just roll with it. Don't let it affect the experience and don't let it ruin the entire day or event or thing. Deal with it in the moment, let it go, and let the experience continue. What actually happens might end up being better than what you envisioned or at least give you something to laugh about in a few years, especially the meltdowns. Parenting comes with its own challenges, and I think a challenge that everyone goes through in their life is friends changing. It's really hard to see your kids go through that, but sometimes it's actually for the best. And it's hard to have those conversations with kids. But what I've told my kids and what I've had to tell myself sometimes is when you see that you're putting more effort into a friendship than the other person, you need to take a step back and really reevaluate that friendship. Is it worth it? I saw a post on Instagram the other day that said something along the lines of, I'll never regret someone that I had an amazing time and experience with, that even though you grew apart, that during your friendship, you grew together. So I thought that was really beautiful because, you know, I've had friends in my life and I've seen friends that they've had in their lives that they did have a great time with. So you can't regret the friendship, but you do grow apart. But it's really a hard lesson to learn in life. And I try to tell them that everyone comes in your life for a purpose and for a season. And seasons change, if that makes sense. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Um, and to that end, you know, the, the packaging perfection is such a, a world that we live in. What would you say are some of the common misconceptions 
or myths about managing family life that you've encountered? And how do you address those in your podcast? I think the biggest thing I hear, especially from clients, is that they feel they're failing because their house isn't tidy all of the time. They equate being a good mom to having a clean house or this Pinterest perfect kitchen. They see pictures on social media and think people actually live like that all the time. And maybe there is that mama unicorn out there, but a lot of bloggers and influencers actually take their branding photos at staged houses. There's this podcaster that I follow, and a lot of her pictures are in this beautiful kitchen. And I'll never forget the first time I saw an Instagram live that she did when she was in her actual kitchen. And I was just so shocked. So I tell my clients, don't compare yourself to what you see on social media and that my house is not perfect all the time. When people are coming over, do I clean and make sure everything looks great? Absolutely. But if you came to my house right now, do I have stuff all over the kitchen counter? Yep. Are the kids' beds made? Probably not, even though I do try to put that in their morning routine. But unless I'm on top of them, one out of three might actually do it. But it's about giving yourself grace, especially as a working mom, that not everything's going to be perfect. But what I will say is, I do talk about this on my podcast, is decluttering. Get rid of the clutter and find a place for everything so that when it is time to clean or tidy up, if you have stuff on the counter, you know where it goes instead of just having piles of stuff everywhere. I listened to quite a few of your podcast episodes and I recognize that you focused a lot on family life and things like that, but I really did appreciate that there was a lot of information about parent self-care. What are some of the self-care practices that you would recommend for moms and dads to recharge and reduce their stress that doesn't always involve the children? So I just did a three-part series where I interviewed Michelle Grosser. She's a nervous system expert. And I recommend that to everyone, mothers, fathers, children. Listen to those episodes because she goes through ways to reduce your stress in less than a minute. Easy self-care routines to just regulate your nervous system. And really just calm the stress and anxiety because I feel like that's the best part of self-care. I actually made my oldest listen to them the other day because she really gives great tips. And I stress this a lot in my podcast. Every mom needs a good morning routine and nighttime routine. That's where self-care is built in because you can't take care of yourself very well if your kids are around because they just distract you. The second your kids get up, your time is no longer your time. So if you're getting up even that half hour before your kids and you could sit there with that hot cup of interrupted coffee, because as you can tell, I'm obsessed with coffee. That is just such, at least for me, that is like my moment of solitude. I love it. Another easy self-care practice I recommend, as I call it, my mental mile. When I'm having a really stressful day and just need a break, I just go for a walk. I live right by the river. It's actually a beautiful walk. I do a mile loop around it. And just getting out, walking, detaching from whatever my stressor is, is really the best self-care I can give myself. So it's finding the things that work for you, even in your morning routine. If you like to exercise, you like to do yoga, you want to go on the treadmill, whatever it is that gives you that self-love, build it into your routine. I like that. As we know, managing parenting, life marriage, all of the things, career, that can all really be overwhelming. How do you stay motivated and inspired to continue your podcast and inspiring other people and helping them in their journey? I love doing this podcast. It seriously lights me up to no end. 
it gets me through my stressful days at work because I know I have something to look forward to besides my family that I love to do. But what really has kept me motivated are the moms that reach out to me, that listen to my show. I get a lot of DMs on Instagram and emails from moms saying that they listen to me on their commute or while they're working around the house, while they're doing laundry and just little tips I've given them that they've been able to implement or just hearing the struggles of, you know, a mom that's been there, done that and how much of a difference my little podcast is making in their life. It's those connections that really inspire me to keep going and that are completely motivating me to keep growing. And the global reach that my podcast has is just amazing. I have listeners in over 50 countries, some that I've never even heard of before. And I encourage more to reach out because I love hearing from them. And I really personally respond to every DM or email. So if you're listening, reach out. I would love to hear from you. What I enjoyed is that all of your podcasts are very real. They're genuine. They're not so polished, you know, to perfection. There's things that people can take for their real life and implement them. So what are some of the upcoming topics that you're thinking about for your listeners? And, you know, what's important for like today's family dynamics that you focus on to try to help people? Well, with the holidays and the end of the year coming up, I just did an episode on how to save time and money this holiday season. And I'll be doing another one on low budget gift ideas. And with the end of the year coming up and New Year's resolutions on the mind, I'll also be doing an episode or two on how to set realistic goals for 2024 and how to build time in your schedule to actually achieve them. I'm also offering a 10% discount on my single coaching sessions to help moms get their weeks in better order so that they have those pockets of time to plan healthier meals, go to the gym, get their finances and budget in order, declutter their home, which on the decluttering topic, I'll be starting a decluttering challenge in January to help motivate listeners to get their homes in order, and I'll be decluttering right along with them. As far as family dynamics, I'll be doing an interview with a mom who specializes in how to communicate with your teenage kids and having two teenage daughters of my own. It's getting a little bit more difficult to communicate sometimes. So I'm very excited to bring her on because I think that's something that a lot of parents have challenges with these days. Excellent. So can you share any success stories or positive transformations from your listeners who have implemented your advice and, you know, how it helped them with their family life management? Two of the biggest issues that I've seen clients have are being able to have boundaries with work and boundaries with their cell phones. So what I work with my clients on is being able to really become more efficient with their schedules, being able to time block their work days to actually do the tactical work. I know my job is very meeting heavy. If I don't block out time to do actual tactical work, I could be in meetings all day. And then when five o'clock rolls around, I have all this work to do and all these deliverables to meet and I won't have anything done. So it's teaching them not just how to plan their life outside of work, but to also plan their life at work as well. If you know you have projects coming up or meetings that you need to prepare for, it's looking at your calendar a week or two or even a month ahead of that deliverable. And mapping out and blocking out time to do the work and meet those deadlines. In doing so, it allows them on most days to actually close their computer at five o'clock or walk out the door at five o'clock. And also having those boundaries on the weekend, closing their computer at five o'clock on Friday and not checking emails after hours or on the weekends. I've seen that make some of the biggest differences. Also, one of the first things I meet clients do is a time audit of their typical workday. 
part of that time audit is auditing their cell phone usage. Just seeing the amount of time you're spending on your cell phone and what you're actually spending that time on your phone doing is very enlightening. And that's usually where they can find most of their time back in their week by implementing a little boundary work on your cell phone. I actually just did a podcast episode on that topic. That's a good um, one. I know that most people are on their phone more than they are asleep. Yep. You know, if you, if you look at your settings, you can see how many hours you've actually had your phone open. So that's some exciting stuff that you have coming up. For people that want to tune in and to learn more about you, what is the best way for them to catch your podcast and receive upcoming messages from you? So my podcast is available pretty much anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, it is on there. The best way to follow me is Instagram at mom.wife.career.life. And I have a website, momwifecareerlife.com. And I have a free Facebook community called Mom Wife Career Life, Time Management and Healthy Habit Tips for Working Moms. Or you can join my email list where I send monthly love notes out with coming news. I welcome DMs from anyone listening. And I encourage listeners to reach out to me with a podcast topic that they would like me to cover with any questions they have, or if they just want to connect. Oh, this has been fantastic. Before I let you go, Carrie, can you tell me two or three fun facts about yourself? Fun facts about me. Um, I'm a certified Reiki master. For those that don't know what that is, because I don't think I've, I've shared this on the podcast before, uh, it's energy healing. It's not something I charge for, but I like to donate my time to stressed out moms to help them find a little balance. Uh, another fun fact, me and my husband are pretty big fans of the Avery Brothers. We've gone to 39 shows and traveled to see them in Mexico, Dominican Republic, and Red Rocks, which is my absolute favorite venue. I need one more. I'm a little bit of an empath, which means I can feel what other people are feeling and I can feel emotions very deeply. So I cannot watch the news, especially these days. It literally makes me cry and takes me a while to get out of that funk. So I actually kind of stay away from TV. Well, we have that in common. Wanted to thank you again for your time today. It's been enlightening and I'm really looking forward to following you more and learning some more tips to handle my life. Even though my kids are out of the house, it still feels like a juggling act. Well, I'm so happy to have you on today and uh, I look forward to the blog. All right. Terrific. Thanks. I hope you all enjoyed this little bonus episode and learning a little bit more about me. Sending you so much love and light until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Patton. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me and let them know they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If there is a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life or join our new Facebook community. Sending you love and light until next time on the Mom Wife Career Life podcast with Carrie Pat.